Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, the pickup guy. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled <laughs> to death that you are listening to our show. Tony, speaking of our show real yes. quick. Um, well, before we get into what we do, oh. I think we need to do we need to discuss maybe who might we be doing it with today. Ooh. Person, who are you? James Sterner, Sterner Guitars. Oh, yeah. right. Now, just so everybody can get a visual on your audio, where where can people go to see what a Sterner guitar is? Um, I'm on Sterner Guitars on most social media, so Instagram is just at Sterner Guitars. Started doing a TikTok, uh, trying to wrap my head around that. And that's also Sterner Guitars. And then, of course, my website, just SternerGuitars.com. All right. S-T-U-R-N-E-R, guitars. Oh, yeah. Important, okay. the U. Everybody calls it S-T-E-R. Yep, S-T-U-R. <laughs> All right, so make sure you go check that out, because we're going to have a really great time with James here. Um, he makes some pretty funky guitars. and nice uh, they're Yeah, they're, they're really cool. They're wild. Um, they are definitely his own jam. So uh, we think you're going to like them. We know a lot of people do, according to Instagram, yes. and um, <laughs> according to his record sales every year. I don't know if that's oh, true yeah. or not, but... Um, <laughs> World record sales. Yes. Uh, so w- we need to... Were you going to ask me a I'm, question? That's right, Tony. I was going to ask you that. What do we do on this show? Todd, on this show, yes. we like to talk about gear. Yes. We like to talk about the people that make this gear, mm-hmm. specifically boutique gear, things like right. guitars, amps, hey. pedals, mm-hmm. accessories. Movers and shakers. Movers mm-hmm. and shakers. What does Jared like to talk about? He likes to talk well, about... Well, let's ask him. I love to talk about... 101s. 101s, that's right. <laughs> Learning stuff. We like to learn so about So if you don't things. know what a 101 is, uh, if you go back into our catalog, uh, we have featured several episodes yeah. uh, where we say it's a 101, like a class. Yeah, it's the basics. S- speakers and pickups. General understanding. And... So you know, we've got people of all levels who are listening. And even if you're super experienced, you can always learn something new. Yeah, so, that's right. So uh, that's a big part of the show, whether it's learning... Some kind of technical thing new, or learning about a new product, or a new guitar builder like James here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we're we're shining a light on a lot of things. Yes, we're trying to, anyways, with a, a pen light. It's not very big, but. Anyways, do you have any announcements, Todd? I do. Let me get to those. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to. Okay, we love featuring mail that we get or you know i don't know if it's called mail messages email whatever you want to call it so uh this one came in from bob crouch bob crouch is one of our uh new supporters and we are grateful to him for that absolutely i says guys i absolutely love your show and i'm quite happy to be on board to help i do a lot of driving and long road trips for my profession and the podcast has been a massive source of enjoyment for getting me through some of those drives i'm a longtime gear nerd so this show is like hanging out with a bunch of folks like me who I really did not think existed. Uh, he says, gear of choice. Uh, I am a very amateur luthier. Just for fun, I did make a brand name and Instagram page for my stuff. At Sindalee Guitar. So that's C-I-N-D-A-L-E-E hmm. underscore guitars. That's on Instagram. 
even though I do not sell any instruments. <laughs> Some, someday. Yeah. Someday, Bob. Yeah. Uh, learning for me is all self-taught at the moment, so a lot of it is YouTube fail repeat, uh, as he says. As such, my stuff is uh, pretty pedestrian by way of comparison to others out there, but I'm practicing and improving all the time. That's what it's about. If you're doing it and you're being and you're happy, that's that's a pretty great thing to be experiencing. Absolutely. By the time you make your Hell tenth yeah. build, you'll know exactly what you're doing. Yes. My only two real pieces of gear are my 1981 Gibson CMT Explorer and my orange rocker verb MK2 50 watt combo. Jared. Let me ask you, uh, really quick. The orange you you have a couple of orange amps. Are you familiar with the orange rocker verb yes, MK two fifty watt uh, combo? Uh, yeah, I don't have one of those. I have a couple of AD thirties. Okay, all right. Jared is a fan of the orange sound. Mm -hmm. They are great amps. Yeah, yeah. I've always been curious about if my stuff would sound good with the orange, but. I guess my curiosity has been great enough to actually do it. Um, curiosity killed well, the I cat. I can only, you know, that's uh, another expense. Um, so he says uh, this, uh, the support commitment is kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. Putting money into a show that is entertaining and always carrying a positive vibe is worth the cheddar. That's a nice way to put it. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. You guys never talk down anyone, never mm -hmm. badmouth anyone, and seem to have a positive thing to say about all facets of guitardom with the obvious exception of being the Todd and his hatred of strats. <laughs> uh, anyway, so cheers, Bob. Thanks so much, Thanks, Bob. Bob. Um, you know, there's a lot of nevers in there. We do our best to, to try to stay on the nah. bright side of life if we can. Uh, but, um, you know, never is sometimes a dangerous word. Never and always can usually get you into trouble yes <laughs> ask any marriage counselor yeah, that's a great thing for you uh james i think that that's a great thing you, you could write up on the on your classroom and you know above the door oh, never yeah. and always usually Words of wisdom. Gets you into trouble <laughs> oh boy uh, the soft uh, maybe is for everything yes yes uh so uh, by the way people james is a teacher he's gonna tell us all about that so just hold on I'm not ignoring him. I just wanted to set that up for him to knock it down later. I am. Buckle up, gang. All <laughs> right. Um, we also, drum roll, drum roll, Tony, Jared, James. Yeah. We've got a winner. A winner! For the Spark Amp giveaway. This has been a long time coming, ladies oh, and gentlemen. And we brother. are so thrilled to announce that Rick Linder, Linder, Leander, something along those lines, yeah. is the winner of the Spark Amp. He's based in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Aurora Colorado. Easy for your Yeah. That's very uh, cool. So, uh, so he, I believe the rural juror is also in Aurora, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> whatever. Wow. Yeah, a little dirty rock for y'all. Yeah. Uh, so well, we're really cool. excited for him. Yeah, that's great. He's going to love it. Oh, I'm gonna man. absolutely love it. Well, you know, I yeah. oh nope. grab it, wait grab it, the walls, <laughs> grab everything is shaking. Jared's oh, no. Jared's grandfather clock is chiming. <laughs> grab the china. <laughs> there it I is. I love that clock. I love it. <laughs>
That's a reference to uh, arguably my favorite movie of all time, Mary Poppins. The real uh, Mary Poppins. Ah, yes. Yeah. The real one. Yes. Um, so, hey, by the way, if you want your own Spark Amp yes. and you want to save a, a little bit of, as Bob says, cheddar. I did and I did. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you can go to uh, Spark Amps. So go to, go to positivegrid.com. Okay, and you're gonna find your spark amp, and you can use guitar knobs, all uppercase. That's important. Yes, uppercase guitar knobs and the number ten, and you're gonna save ten bucks off of whatever great deal they already have. They have on some top of it. Crazy good deals. Yeah, crazy so good. Get yourself one. You've heard us talk about it plenty. Okay, everybody, let's find out what's going on in our music worlds this week. We're going to start off with Tanya, yeah. and then we're going to check out what James is doing. Well, speaking of Spark Amps, um, last Saturday I ordered my Spark Amp while we were doing a podcast. That's right. So, and, did, so did John Esterly. And John Esterly did, too. And uh, it showed up yesterday. Amazing. Now, my only gripe is it wants me to do a firmware upgrade, yeah, which well, probably good. Yeah, I mean, it's probably good, but it's, I, you know, you have to go to a computer and then you have to plug that well, in. You don't the have spark. to do it. Well, I know, but I'm sure there's some really extra cool stuff that right. they, they're doing on there. So, but uh, in the meantime, until I get all that taken care of, I hooked it up Bluetooth it's with like my one iPhone. Cord, bang. You're yeah. In there. I know. I know. I know it's easy. Yeah. All right. But, you know. I just, but I. You must be have a. You must have a pretty good life. All you can complain about is the easy stuff. <laughs> Shame any Christmas. So that was a very cool, nice bonus surprise yesterday that showed up. Also yesterday, a pair of Lindy Fraylin P90s showed oh. up for my Epiphone Wilshire. Uh, very cool. Uh, the 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 reissue that that. Came yeah. Up. Oh my God. I, and I I shouldn't be this surprised because I've put Lindy's pickups in a lot of other things, especially as P90s, and they always sound fantastic. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the difference between what was stock in that Epiphone and throwing a pair of Fralin P90s in there was just, I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it just sounds like a totally different guitar. It has a sound that I like in a guitar, especially from P90s. So uh, very happy about that. I uh, uh, actually soldered everything in today. And mm. um, my, my usual... soldered it? I soldered it. And um, mm. uh, my usual mix is I like to go with a stock uh, output for the neck and a plus five on the bridge. So that kind of helps balance things out a little bit and darkens up the bridge ever so slightly. So that's so I was just I was just I was just cranking that thing today after I got all the soldering done. And uh there you have it. So right thank on. so hats off to Lindy Fraylin. <clears throat> Indeed. Very, very, very fine gentleman. Uh <laughs> when I get on the phone with him, I'm on the phone for like two hours. <laughs> We did, we can't stop talking about pickups. He's one of the nicest people in the business. Yeah, he is super nice. Yeah, Jared, I was yeah. just going to point out. Uh, I was going to find out from from Tony if if his uh, assessment of the Spark Amp was was 
uh, Jared rated, which would be very, very, very <laughs> fine amp. <laughs> and you and you delivered, and I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Jared, you really should have a second one because you always have to buy things in pairs, don't you? Yes. Well, I don't have the pearl color. Oh. oh. Yeah, I think you might need to get It'd that. be nice to have one at the home in Ohio and one in Tennessee. You need one in your office. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, James, what's going on with you, my man? <laughs> uh, you know, not much. Uh, just hanging out in Philly. Uh, just finished work for the day. Got home from teaching and uh, relaxing right now. Philly's a big, fat music maker town. My goodness. How many guests have We've we probably had? had oh, more people incredible. from Philly on this show yeah. out of... 200 plus interviews, yeah. 235 episodes than any other city in the, in yeah, the world. We've got Wooly, we've got the Pinto, we've uh, got, I mean, all the. I miss foods. Wooly, man. I, I've heard wo- from Wooly in a long time. Out. We can't count everybody. Yeah, we're. Yeah. I, I, I stopped counting it too. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, you just got, uh, but uh, anything uh, spectacular this week? Are you, are you learning any kind of new uh, music or playing any new pedals or anything? Um, music wise, I mean, right now I'm like, in addition to being a teacher, I'm in a, uh, getting my master's in art education as well. So I'm like, a lot of my time is consumed with class. Uh, currently I'm in a rapid prototyping class. So most of my free time has been eaten up, uh, like trying to get some weird prototype designs for like 3d printing and like oh, various cool. parts together nice. so that's kind of like tangentially related to music it will eventually contribute to a guitar that i'm working on kind of like hashing out some of the finer details on currently awesome very but, cool yeah <laughs> i applaud that i applaud the uh exploring the technologies so yeah and as oh, as an as an art instructor technology. i mean are you are you finding that technology is more and more coming into play i mean you know i'm guessing you know 3d printing and they got Photoshop. tattoo guns now oh yeah <laughs> i mean you know like when i was a kid we had tempera paints and we liked it yeah and you ate them <laughs> and we ate them yummy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah well i mean in art education like it's happening slowly but it is uh i mean that's what my my whole thesis that i'm writing currently is about like implementing more technologies within the art room and for like teachers who are you know more like comfortable with using you know more classic materials like paint and clay like you know how would you introduce 3d painting into a classroom or cncing into a classroom Mm -hmm. and uh i mean the kids are really into that stuff like i currently i'm teaching a couple sections of ceramics one, ceramics two, metals one, and metals two, and graphic design. Oh, that's and cool. like, yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. It's great working with the kids, but definitely trying to do like last year with COVID, we had a lot of time because like you know the kids weren't necessarily in the building at all times. We'd only have like a couple in, mm-hmm. but like for metals, for instance, we were we have a three D printer and we were doing. Um, we were testing out lost PLA casting, which is like lost wax casting, but with a 3D print. So you could like model a ring in there oh, and then cool. put it in a kiln and yeah, burn out the 3D print. Wow. And then we'd, uh, we'd put uh, liquid pewter in there and then you would like dunk that in water and then you'd have a perfect cast of your print out of pewter. So we're trying to like get some of that stuff in there because when they get to college, like a lot of that stuff, like specifically with jewelry is like considered metals, jewelry, CAD cam. So a lot of the stuff I'm using for like 
designing guitars actually like has stuff in common with, you know, stuff in the metals courses and even in ceramics with like mold making and stuff. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Welcome to the modern world, right? Yes. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very cool. Uh, Jared, how about yourself, my friend? Oh, man. I got a really cool phone call the other night by this fella. I don't, you know, come to think of it, I don't understand why he called me. Um, You didn't go on a picnic with your cousin or something? You know, he called me about something just a little bit better than that. He's like, hey, man, I've got a really rare set of 74 Gibson or 75 or 76 Gibson um, pickups. Like they were cream T-top pickups, Mm -hmm. double cream, double cream T-top pickups. They do exist. I did have a set in my um, possession about 12 years ago. So I know they exist. Um, and this guy's like, hey, man, I just wanted to send you a picture of, the, of these and, you know, to get your nod on them. And I'm like, oh, please do and send them. And I gave him my, gave him my email and everything. And, and I said, are you looking to sell them? He's like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to. And, and he's like, but I'm going to want a lot of money, a lot of money for them. I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what is it? And, he, and it's like he didn't want to tell me. I'm like, come on. <laughs> And so he finally told me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's that's fine. You know, I I'd, I'd be more than happy to you know buy them from you." I said, "Just toss me some pictures over, and and uh, and let me get a quick look at them, and I I'll be able to tell you know and feel good about the purchase." And he's like, "Yeah, cool, all right." And he ghosted me, never never called or never emailed, never anything, um, and his phone number came up private. So he, you were the Ooh. test. You were the test bait to see if the price he was asking was too low, which apparently it was. Yeah. So oh, well. he didn't. Oh well, I should have said. I should. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I should have haggled with him on that. But yeah. but I was like, yeah, man. I've, if that's what you want, just let's get it done. And nothing. Mm-hmm. He just left. Yeah. He's like, well, maybe he's, he's like, going oh, to try. He, he said yes. Uh, I better do fifteen hundred. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that's called greed. And I don't mm. care what happens to that guy. So whatever. <laughs> He's dead to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. I hope he never calls me again. And not only that, I, I'm like, as long as this is Gibson pickups, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. But yeah. um, Brandon yeah. wants stuff. I can't. I don't do that. I just send them over to Zach. So. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, How about you, Todd? Well, thank you for asking, Tony. Um, uh, speaking of the P90... The P90. The, the, the famed P90. So uh, at the recent show that I was at, um, we uh, got to meet, you know, the great thing about doing gigs, especially if it's like out of your normal playing zone, is that you always meet great people. There was a band that uh, played after us uh, called The Long Hunt. I believe they're from Pittsburgh. Hmm. And uh, man, they were great. Uh, instrumental and it just they were so good awesome guitar tones killer drums bass like it was just a a trio and um it was just sort of like a big sonic you know landscape and it was fantastic Hmm. um some of it got really heavy the guy was a you know great technical player had some great gear he played a mesa boogie amp um but after after our show he came up uh before he went on he says 
man, those P90s sounded amazing. And I, I actually get that comment probably more often. <laughs> it's not like, hey, you did... I, they're not going to say I play well because I, I don't especially play well, but the, it's the sound is really good. Mm. So credit to Jarrett for uh, for making those pickups. Oh, this is it was in your double that, cut. That was in the uh, the Les Paul double cut. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I I get that comment all the time. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's and it's just cool when someone connects with something specific, especially as a guitar, you know, enthusiast. It's like, oh, yeah. you get it. You know, and he's like, "Hey, wh- you hit that tremolo pedal. What, what, what was that? What was that?" You know. So we, we just start talking about gear and stuff, and um, it was really good. So you might want to check them out. Uh, they're called the Long Hunt, and mm. uh, it's really good stuff, man. So, all right, let's move on to a uh, little uh, little four on the floor action. But first, Tony. Yes, Todd. I like tour gear designs, patch Obviously. cables. Obviously. I do, I do. I do. Who doesn't? Well, I, I, maybe maybe someone who doesn't use pedals doesn't. Okay. But if you do, under oath, would you say that these are <laughs> I would say they're incredibly awesome. That's right. They're very, very, very good. Very good patch cables. That was very, Jared. very, they're Jared, Jared certified. <laughs> they're Jared approved. Very, very, they very are. good. They are. Definitely Jared approved. Uh, well, yeah. what's great about them is they come in you know, so many different sizes. Uh, they come in different shapes so that if you're, you know, if you got jacks on the top of one pedal and you needed to go to a side on the other pedal, uh, you don't have to, you know, mess with it. And, the, and the, 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 the cables are flat and the jacks themselves are about the same size as, the, as, a, as a quarter That's, inch jack. That is correct. I mean, it's, they're, they're teeny tiny. Very flexible, very well made. The biggest, very affordable, dependable, and very dependable. For me, that's the big thing. Well, yeah. Uh, so you can go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs and get ten percent off your order, your entire order. Okay, entire order. And uh, and you're gonna you, want a bunch of them. Yeah, and if you can't figure out the your you know what I just said, just type in guitar knobs and you should be okay. The guitar knobs. All right, one word. Do it. Save 10%, tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. Thank you so much to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, James Sterner of Sterner Guitars. We would love to hear your four on the floor. All right. Well, let me preface this by saying, like, I, you know, I use pedals, but kind of sparingly. I don't have a wide collection, but what I do use, I rarely take off my whatever board. Um, so to start, the first thing I have, um, I don't even know if these people like exist as a company anymore, um, but it is a Deadbeat Audio Thank You Distortion Sustain pedal. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. I saw it on Instagram. They were like really cheap. It was like 50 bucks. And I was like, you know, for that price, like I might as well check it out and like see if it's worth it. And, you know, it's uh, it's pretty versatile. You can just use it for whatever. I rarely use distortion, but, you know, whenever I do use need it, uh, this seems to, you know, fit the bill. So I would say in the end it was worth the 50 bucks. If you can find them, you know, check them out. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that the company closed. Oh, wait. I've, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they were weird. It just, like, came up on my Instagram, and I was like, yeah, for, yeah. 
Why not? 50 bucks, right? I think that's great. Yeah, that is a great deal. Yeah. And um, it's not, also sounds pretty dang good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. actually had the pleasure of playing one of those at one point. So, yeah. Um, and then let's see. After that, uh, nothing wildly too fancy. I got the uh, uh, Line 6 DL4, um, you know, just for if I want to put some stank on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for those who don't know what a Line 6 DL4 is, um, it is a multi reverb, sorry, multi delay modeler. modeler. Yeah, yes. sorry, I messed that yeah. up, but it's a delay. It's got a whole bunch of knobs, man. You can turn these things left, you can turn them right. You got like all these different little buttons. It's fun. Um, so, you know, if I'm trying to get a little spacey, I'll play around with that. Right. Um, it's also excellent if you are, if you have your windows up and you drive your RV into the lake, you can actually smash the windshield with it <laughs> to get out. Yeah, man, they just need a seatbelt cutter on it. And then yeah. like, yeah. I was able to smash the window, yeah. but my seatbelt kept me in. <laughs> then I drowned. Damn it. Oh. Oh my god. It was all uh, warm in there too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um let's see. After that, uh the just uh electro harmonics, the Holy Grail Nano, uh just for some reverb. Mm -hmm. Uh I picked this thing up. Um there's the like uh what is it? There's some there's a guitar show that's at the like in the greater Philadelphia area yeah. every year. So uh what is it? B something it's like B three. B three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Greater so Philly I went there. Show. Yeah, and I, I snagged this at one of those just because I just like I needed a reverb and you know it was used as second hand, but you know, it's built well and has hold up to everything I put it through. So, you know, if you're thinking about getting one, I'd say Definitely do it. They're nice. Yeah, and it's it's not going to break the bank. So if you hate it, yeah, just you know, no worries. And the Nano is the smaller version of the of the uh, the, the big full size. Bag, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it doesn't pretty eat compact. Up, doesn't eat up as much real yeah, estate. No, Jared, you've got the uh, you've got the big one, the big old one. Yeah, I do. It's I've, I think I've had it a, a little over ten years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got that. It's it's a great reverb. Big uh, wedge, the old big wedge yeah. one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, how about last? And last, uh, this is my newest pedal, um, and it's honestly been the thing I've been using the most. I got the the uh, the JHS three series, their compressor, mm. and I really love the hell out of this thing. It's been, uh, you know, pretty much whenever I play now, I have that thing on. Um, and again, like similar deal. I mean, I I don't invest a ton in pedals, but like they came out with that line, and I was like, you know whatever like a little over a hundred bucks i think it was and i was like for a compressor seems worth it and i'm glad i got it cool uh do you usually use a compressor is this a replacement or is this something new for you this is something new i mean like i had never really i mean up until yeah about like a year ago i'd never really even thought of playing with them and then i was just like you know for that price point i might as well like you know experiment with the sound a little bit more and uh, yeah, I just put it. I like how you know it's got that little like bright cut toggle. So like you know, whatever you're playing, you can kind of like if it's a little sharp, you can take that off. And uh, yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I'm glad that you were able to share your four. Um, I know that not everybody is like a pedal fiend or anything like that, but um, 
it's fun to find out what people are using, no matter w- for what purpose. Um, yeah. And compression is all one of those things. It's like uh, you know, every time we hear compression, I you know, I scratch my chin, and Tony kind of looks up in the air, and is like, "Yes, compression." <laughs> mm, glad you're using that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm not opposed to using compression. Yeah. Um, I have a jangle box that I use with my uh, Rickenbackers mm-hmm. that you almost have to have to get that kind of McGuinn tone because uh, he used a super, super heavy duty compressor. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, uh, jangle box two hundred and forty psi, if I recall. <laughs> I believe that's the case. Yes. <laughs> but they just uh, came out with an onboard one now mm. that you can, uh, they comes on a guard that you actually can drop right into your, really? your Rickenbacker now. Wow. Yeah, that just came out uh, I don't know last month or so. That's kind of neato. Yeah. But right. it's a yeah, if you if you want that I bet Dimel's of, already been working on one of those for a while. He's probably got something maybe similar. Frank Dimel. Oh my goodness. Yes. What a what a builder that guy is. <laughs> uh well very cool. Thank you for sharing that Tony. I did actually ask um you know, because I don't want to just play ignorant and stupid my whole life. So I asked John, I said, hey, John, what about a... Comp- I didn't even finish. He's like, absolutely not. Not for you, you dum-dum. <laughs> That's literally what he... He says, just stop. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it, John. Well, when you start your country music band, you can get one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, we are going to get on with uh, the interview portion Yes. Uh, of the show. And uh, we've got James Sterner from Sterner Guitars. And again, if you haven't gone there yet, go to SternerGuitars.com or check them out on Instagram, wherever you might be at. And uh, you're probably going to do a double take. Womp, womp, as soon womp. as you see it, you're like, roar. Uh, these, are some, these are some funky looking guitars, man. Um, you definitely have um, uh, cut yourself a niche or several <laughs> so, so at least three in, three in the oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and more to come yeah so what we're referring to is the radical shapes of of these guitars um why can you just kind of maybe explain that for the listeners so we can get the ball rolling yeah for sure so i mean they're definitely more angular um whenever people see them for the first time like some of the comments like like a lot of people will be like, you know, like this looks like the Jetsons guitar, or like, um, I mean, similar kind of to like the those Ernie Ball, the St. Vincent guitars, mm, like that yeah, comparison gets yeah. made a lot. Um, and yeah, they, so they do have a lot of straight lines to them. They're not very curved. Um, but as far as like the design goes, by you know, not very, you mean not at all. <laughs> True. <Yeah. Okay. laughs> let's just let's just make that clear. <laughs> yes. No. A lot. A lot of uh, no protractors hanging around in your studio. No. No. The French curve's got a lot of dust on yeah. it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. No. I think the reason I kind of got into that. I mean. Growing up, I, I was always a big like White Stripes fan, and you know you'd see Jack White with like those airline guitars, mm-hmm. and like it was always so striking. And th- I mean that's not totally like straight all around, um, but you know compared to most of what I was seeing, you know definitely had its own unique kind of flair to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know when I was silly enough to be like I'm going to start designing my own guitars. Um, I kind of carried that over, uh, and then just kind of picked, would pick like a one, 
either like slope or angle um, and try and just kind of repeat that throughout the guitar design. So mm -hmm. like, I mean, it might not come across in podcast form, but if you're looking at the guitars, um, for instance, one of my models, the 1129, um, like the angle of the... All, the... all the verticals or would-be verticals share the same angles. Yes. Um, even so much as like, if you look at the horns or what I guess what you'd consider horns, mm -hmm. um, the angle between the highest point on the left side and the highest point on the right side, that slope is the same slope as like the um, angle for the upper bout uh, or the left and right bout, like where it cuts in kind mm -hmm. of, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And just so like, yeah, picking an angle or like a handful of them and just like never really when putting these straight lines in there, never really guessing, just having like, you know, Oh, it needs to go to the left. I better reuse that angle. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of my design process. It's, kind of hard to articulate but hopefully yeah. that like makes a little sense <laughs> well if you only have one ruler i mean that's what's going to happen i suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um you know it's funny when when we were all talking about this i think we kind of all said in like simultaneously said uh sort of like you mentioned airline um and our, our good friend brian nutter if like if airline and nutter had a baby Oh yeah, that's kind of what the, <laughs> this is kind of uh, kind of looking at. Yeah, and I mean, even like what you guys were mentioning earlier about like Philly with like the scene. Like, so I, I went to school at Temple, so right on Gerard is DePinto Guitars, and that was like walking distance from where I was living. So I was seeing like mm -hmm. all these all these space age like really wild contours. Yeah. So like I've always had that back in like the back of my head. Like Chris's work is incredible, and yeah. like you know wildly influential so he was a great guest uh we had him on uh maybe about 10 10 10 12 up yeah something like that yeah it wasn't uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been a really great brandon while client as well mm. yeah that really really glad yeah um uh, you know one one thing that you mentioned on yours that says um uh, i think you were you're talking about it it does have a sort of a mid-century tang to it <laughs> right yeah, yeah for sure um and especially on the hazard which is kind of like a it's well i guess it's your take on like an offset guitar almost into explorer land yeah it's like a cross between an off uh you know like a jag and an explorer -ish, yeah, would you say, Tony? Yeah, yeah i mean i think that's fair yeah you know that one actually kind of reminds me of uh what was it the Meteora or something like that Fender put out not too long? Oh ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. With that long, the longer the the yes. bottom of the guitar, right? Well, obviously, like kind of slanted lower about. Yeah, yours is is you know definitely more angular and squared off. But I, when I I saw that the first time, I said, oh, I, I, I yeah, see some relation there. What made me think of um, the thing I'm about to say is when I saw that and I saw that it's, it's rather flat. Yeah. I mean, it's a flat top as opposed to the, uh, the 1129. Yeah. The 1129 yeah, yeah. has got a, 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 a forearm bevel. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one, I, I, when I first time I saw it, I was like, I want to see, uh, the, the, uh, Micah on my grandma's, um, uh, Oh, kitchen diner, table, kitchen <laughs> table oh. on that. Boomerang, that fantastic. Yes. Boomerangs, yes. yes. 
That'd be yeah. Cool. yeah. That would look killer on that, or at least a pick guard like that. For sure. I mean, I got, uh, there's a bunch of things I want to do when I get around to them in the studio, but like I got some, uh, my dad a while ago, I had stolen a bunch of his Hawaiian shirts and like, he's got some crazy, like kind of art deco-y mid-century, like kind of patterns on them. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So I'm just like, well, I was wearing one, but it ripped. And I'm just like, I'm going to save this. Like I'm going to do a fabric top guitar. And like, I think that would look really cool. So Okay, I'm going to throw something out there. And if you want to take this and run with it, by all means, do. Oh, I'm all in. He hopes you do, by the way. (laughs) No, seriously, because, you know, you're you're an art teacher, so you have access. Has has anyone seen, like, screen-printed guitars? Yeah. Didn't they do that in the 80s? I don't know that I've seen any. Yeah. Well, a lot of, like, some of the Gibson logos are, like, like screen printing's been used in that, but as the... um, The Les Paul signature. Yeah, Yeah, I don't mean, like, you know, Jack Daniels, stupid guitar or something like that. I mean, like, like sort of... um, Stupid uh, guitar. You know, like... Like uh, band flyer style, where it's just yeah. like you know the messy kind. So, so right. about mm. I don't know, maybe ten years ago, maybe twelve years ago, PV had a line of of jet printed guitar bodies. Okay, so oh. you could actually send them art, or you know they had some standard things. Yeah, and they would actually put the body through a large format jet printer. Yep. and then finish them from there. Yeah. Oh, dang, yeah. that's crazy. But, but that's too <laughs> perfect. But a friend of ours, um, Chris Odie. Uh, at Retro Guitars has been doing a lot of. Like work. I want to see a crappy band T-shirt printed on it. Like a. Can I you continue? I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Please Can go I ahead. Can I continue, Madam? Stop yelling at me. Somebody show Todd what he wants. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so uh, he's been doing uh, a lot of uh, cloth-covered bodies that he's been yeah. now oh, he's yeah. been using um, uh, poly on the finishes. Um, he did a um, a Japanese print. It um, is so cool. Uh, telecaster body for me yeah and that's back when he was still using lacquer which he he, he had to use a an insane amount of lacquer to smooth things out with the poly it's a little bit easier now you can build up a lot of finishes fast but yeah basically you know he glued the 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 yeah. poly actually glues the fabric to the body yeah and then you just shoot over the top well, and that's that. what i think uh, james was talking about with yeah, his yeah. with the t-shirts so if you'd like, we can put you in touch with Chris, and he maybe has some some tips. Yeah, that could be that could be sick. I was gonna say, um, do you guys know? I'm gonna hope I'm probably gonna say this name wrong. Um, Dmel D E I M E L. Oh, Frank Frank Dimel. Frank Dimel. Yeah, Dimel. Yeah, Yeah, we were just talking about him while you were like offline. Oh yeah, I was gonna say he's he does like I guess those are those screen printed those bodies are those, insane. No, those are actually his wife is a is a pop artist and she she oh, creates so she maps it out to take um it's it's pretty amazing because she determines what all the curvatures and contours are mm-hmm. and then lays it fl- so she she makes it so if you flatten it out what would it look like and she she applies her art onto that it's kind of like a globe right yeah, if you had a, if you unpeeled a globe yeah the orange peel globe the... yeah <laughs> exactly and she does that with a guitar jesus and it comes out they perfect were, they are they such a the... dynamic duo yeah and yeah, uh, they were on they were on the show a long time ago so if you look way back in the archives um I think their kids were acting up too while he was on yeah. the show. I thought that was. Pretty funny. <laughs> we we got to get like him back. The, it's on. a whole family affair. Yeah, 
He's he that guy, man. He does some. He's really pushing. He's from, the, yeah. the oh yeah, they're yeah, totally. really incredible designs. Yeah, he's good. Um, so, anyways, back to the Sterner show. <laughs> oh yeah, right. We're singing the praises of everybody, which is great. I mean, everybody's contributing, and, and I'm oh, glad yeah, that you yeah. are too. That's why we're going. here. It's yeah, you know, it's why we're here. So, yeah. uh, tell us about, about some of the special things about your guitars. Like um, one of the things uh, on the hazard on the website right now is the turquoise with a. It appears to be is that a, is that a gold uh, pickguard or is that cream? It's uh, it's like a cream, so it's actually uh, just uh, plexiglass, and then I mixed up acrylic and sprayed that on the back. Ah, cool, nice. So yeah, well, it's, yeah, uh, it's a very I, specific I, cream. I like the bridge choice that you paired up with that because it has a lot of character. Yeah, so that's uh, just a Schaller bridge that's got. Um, it's actually that guitar looks a little different now. So uh, that bridge does offer. Like it's a top loading bridge, which I, I personally like a lot, but also after that picture was taken, I added to that, um, I think it's pronounced Sertano or Certano. They're like a French company, but they make GB benders. Oh, oh, and wow. like with that bridge, it vibes really well. Um, just because, you know, it's got the roller, so it doesn't like snag on anything on the bridge mm -hmm. and it's top loading. So you can just kind of like put the strings right through that. Um, but yeah, I, I like working with that bridge a lot. I find that, you know, it, it with the saddles being able to move left to right, you can kind of adjust string spacing. So yep. Yep. you can kind of like really hone it into, you know, whatever spacing you feel is most comfortable. Yeah, Rickenbacker used that same bridge on on a number of their uh their models, the solid, some of their solid bodies. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it is a really adjustable, you know, in, in my case, if I built something and I'm off a 32nd or a 16th <laughs> on mm. left to right on the bridge, I can always adjust the saddles up a little oh, bit. Oh, so. yeah. no, it's, it's very <laughs> it's, useful. <laughs> it cures a lot of mistakes. <laughs> uh, and if I'm correct, I believe that is the 3D6 model Schaller. Mm. In case anybody wants we'll to take be like, we'll what take, is this talk? What are they we'll talking take your about? your word for it. What, yeah. I, what I found kind of interesting, it sounds like you like a very, very flat uh, uh, fretboard. I, I know she's using a 14-inch radius. Yeah, usually I'll use like a 14 or 16 inch. Um, I mean, growing up, I'd always played like, I mean, I was in like terrible metal cover bands in like high school. So I was like very much into like Lamb of God and like all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I was very much into like shreddy things. So that's kind of my standard. But that being said, you know, people, I, I do my fretboards on the CNC now. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, if people want like weird compound radiuses, like I'm game. I love doing, you know, weird, odd builds. So typically, yeah, I'm personally, that's my home base is like 14 to 16 inch, but, you know. Okay. What, what kind of finishes uh, do you like to work with? Um, I use a lot of water-based lacquer. I had been spraying nitro when I'd started out and like, it's, I, I was, I didn't have proper ventilation for it. And then I was like, my, my brain, my brain's going to look like Swiss cheese if I keep this up. <laughs> yeah. So, like even despite wearing the mask and like doing like a whole suit thing, I was just like, forget it. This is not worth my health. Yeah. Um, so I switched to a water-based lacquers. Usually I'm using either, um, General finishes pre-cat lacquer. That's I like that stuff. And um, recently, I've been using the crystal lac finishes. Both their high gloss and their matte. Their matte's really, really nice. I really love how it, uh, how it feels on necks. Hmm. It's 
my preferred finish for that. And it's nice. It's like super easy to clean up. I can spray it. I don't have to have like a brushless fan. I have a little spray booth that's just like a box fan facing outwards and I'll put a filter in front of that. And mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, it, 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 it takes a lot of the headache out of it. Even like cleaning the gun at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not using necessarily solvents. I can use water and some dish soap and it's like, yeah, I can pack up and leave and not worry about it. How, how do you find that reacts? I, I know you do a lot of clear back painted pick guards, uh, mm -hmm. which I do as well. Does the water base work okay with, uh, with the clear plexi? Um, so usually with the plexi, I'll just use straight acrylic. Oh, okay. Um, or if I'm spraying, if I'm spraying that, I'll just like thin it out with some water. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever really tried it on the plexi itself. I don't know how it would adhere to it. Yeah. It's, I, 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 cause I always, you know, like on mine, I'll scuff up the backs a little bit mm -hmm. and, uh, and then shoot, you know, whether it's, well, usually it's an acrylic automotive lacquer and, right. um, and that really seems to really bite into the into the into the uh plexi pretty mm. well man this is some cool stuff I, you know if anybody's <laughs> browsing the uh the instagram it's just I, I i love that you are playing pretty far outside of the old box <laughs> yeah i'm trying to reinvent the wheel i guess <laughs> well yeah. let, let's go back to the very beginning how did you get involved with uh you know with music in general nobody and... cares about that tony <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, like never. What mind. was your uh, what was your first? Everybody what cares was your about first it. guitar? What was your first guitar? Um, well, I, my mom she had played for you know years, um, and she had some acoustics. So I learned on like these like really old twelve strings. Like I don't even remember the brand. It was just like it, the action was really high and it was like really brutal. But when my first guitar that like was mine, uh, it was an Epiphone SG. Yes, yeah. can't stand <laughs> SGs. He, yeah, favorite guitars of all time. You don't, you don't like neck dive. You don't like crazy thin bodies. You don't like. <laughs> I love them, man. Necks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're. It, I mean, I saw the, the horns and I was like, all right, sold. Like, yeah. all right. Well, uh, I guess they were called the Red Devil back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, so my dad said. Hmm. <laughs> So uh, after you got you got that, uh, walk us through sort of your historical uh, pathway to where you are now. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned earlier, I was playing guitar in high school, um, and like it was just me and my friends in like a small like metal cover band. We'd play like you know at whatever any outdoor shows we could or anything like that. Um, but after that. I really ended up getting involved in just like visual art and specifically painting. So like music kind of like was on the back burner for a while. Um, and I ended up going to art school, got my degree in painting got my, or my bachelor of fine arts in painting. Um, and then around the time of graduation, I'd seen that, um, what was that document? It, it, like it's my, it might get loud. The one that's got like Jack White. Oh, and yeah, like, that's yeah. That's a and, good flick. Oh yeah, it's great. But uh, there's that scene where like Jack White has just like the single pickup and like a Coke bottle and like a string, and he yeah, makes very like, beginning of the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I like I could try that. Like that <laughs> that doesn't seem like too high of a barrier to entry. So then I started building cigar box guitars, um, and I'd already had a studio space with some of my friends who are also painters. 
Um, but over time, like the, my painting started to wane and I started to get more into woodworking and like building these cigar box guitars and like I was getting sawdust all in their stuff. And I was like kind of at a crossroads and I was like, you know, do I want to continue working with painting or do I want to, you know, pursue this instrument thing? So I ended up getting a space across the hall from them. So I wouldn't get like sawdust in their paintings and like ruin all their work. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, since then, like I've just kind of, you know, I'll still do paintings and stuff for, um, like examples for kids cause I'm an art teacher and everything. But, uh, yeah, no, I just dove head first into woodworking and guitar building a couple of years ago and haven't really looked back. That's fantastic, man. <laughs> Absolutely cool. Now, did the math throw you off? That's to me, that's the thing that like, <laughs> it's one thing to say, Oh, I'm, I can design stuff. I'm a designer by trade in, in a different manner, but, uh, like math no so the idea of neck angles and you know distances and stuff nope thanks yeah well that was the thing that was like i think i think it was having a good entry point with the cigar box guitars because that like i didn't know what i didn't know so like i was just like getting uh i'd get like um hinges for like cabinets from home depot and i'd use that as like a bridge and a nut and like, I had no idea what scale length was. And these were all like slide instruments. So like doing that kind of like made me realize like, you know, yeah, there is a lot of math involved in guitar making, but in terms of like making an instrument, something that makes noise, like, <laughs> like that, that barrier for entry is very low. Like a shovel with yeah, a, you could, yeah, a piece <laughs> of yarn will do. Yeah. And like, you know, it, is it going to sound like, you know, a, a, top of the line instrument probably not but like it'll make noise and like in terms of what got me really hooked was like like just plugging something into an amp and like hearing it make noise like it was just like my first one was just like some crappy humbucker that my friend had like ripped out of his old guitar and he was gonna throw out and i was like oh well, let me save that but it was fun right yeah no it's magic when you when you like plug that in you're just like whoa holy crap like it, the 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 possibilities are endless and like, I'm a real yeah. boy. Heck yeah, yeah. It was it was no lie. a wildly uh important. Do like, you still have the, the first like real guitar you made? Oh yeah, no, I keep I, I have too many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the ones that like the original prototypes and stuff I'll have like around the house. My wife wants me to get rid of them, but I'm just like, you know, That's she's like history. you have too many yeah, you have too many guitars, and I'm like, think about it this way. They're like, I don't play them now because, like, in hindsight, like, they're terrible because I was, like, figuring out everything. But, you know, now they're just sculptures. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're something to hang on the wall. And, like, it is nice to kind of go back to them every once in a while and be like, oh, yeah, no, like, I have come a long way. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's that video of, like... <laughs> when I think about, like, my own kind of hubris starting out, like, there's that video of Paul Reed Smith uh, I forget which talk he was doing. And he's just like, yeah, no, you don't really get good until you hit like guitar 30. And like back then I was like, that's crazy. And now I'm like, oh yeah, no, it takes about that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was yeah. right. No way. But yeah. No, turns out Paul Reed Smith knows a little <laughs> bit about guitars. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic, man. Now, uh, yeah. if, okay. So lightning question here, uh, aside from your own guitars, you said you had several, uh, it, and 
you had to make a quick dash because the uh, uh, apparently there you you are there's a wildfire in your neighborhood in 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 Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. <laughs> it could oh, yeah. happen. It could yeah. happen. Yeah, some of the trash cans. What do you, what do you yeah. yeah. There's, dumpster fire. Yeah. Someone lined up a row of dumpsters around your your house and let them all on fire. <laughs> what do you grab? Oh man. Um if I'm grabbing something to, I don't know. I mean probably um, It's getting hot. Think fast. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Um in my house. I have an old Ibanez that was like one of the first guitars I really got into playing. I don't even know what model it is. It's gray. I get that one. Um, The gray Ibanez. It's a gray Ibanez. It's got a Floyd. It's the only guitar I have with a Floyd. And like, it was the, I had that SG, but the Ibanez was the one that I was like, oh yeah, guitars rock. Like this is definitely the instrument for me. So that one probably has the most, you know, emotional baggage tied up in it so i go for that guy yeah nice now you mentioned that you were playing some you know um very astounding uh metal cover bands in school oh Um, heck yeah yeah uh that's a little bit different from what you're doing right now i'm assuming (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean i back then i was very like kind of narrow in my musical tastes and i was like you know it's got to be like lamb of god and like pantera and like anything that's got a skull on it and then you know as i you know got older and went to art school was exposed to like a bunch of other like weirder bands and i was like you know those bands are great like i still i'll still go back and listen to lamb of god but like i can also listen to like weird like 100 gex or something that's like completely like the opposite direction Mm. um and just like still appreciate it you know going to art school helps because like you know you're exposed to exposure yeah like even i mean even in terms of like visual art like you don't have to be pigeonholed as like you know a figurative painter or an abstract painter and it's like my musical tastes before then we're kind of like similarly pigeonholed. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm a metal guy. And then I was like, that seems silly. Like, why am I cutting myself off from all of these different, uh, you know, musical genres that I could learn to appreciate. Right. Well, you don't see a whole lot of, uh, uh, Levi jackets that have been cut off with like a Yola tango patch on the back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that sounds pretty tough. Like, I like that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Indeed. Um, now, uh, one of the uh, awesome things that you've got, uh, you, you, you tend to, looks like you're getting pretty experimental with some of them. Uh, you've got, on your Instagram, you've got some that are, um, the closest thing that I could think of was, remember in, in the 80s, uh, there was a, I can't remember who made it, but there was a white guitar and it had a, like a top rail that went, uh, it was a, the guitar was built on an angle, but so was this like top rail. It was like a, it, it, oh, it almost like, 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 like a tree saw. Yeah, it yo, like I know what you're saw. talking about. It's wild looking. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking really about. Yeah, it's really kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, it's like. Yeah, I could see like missing persons or somebody like playing that. And actually, I think there was an Australian band. I just remember a video with an Australian band playing. I was like, "Whoa, that's the craziest thing! That that guitar is crazy looking." But anyways, yours kind of either looks like that or some, a TV tray of sorts. 
Yeah, you're talking about the one with the with the piping on the belts. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's one that's the one that I'm working on in this uh, rapid prototyping class. Um, so with that, I'm trying to think of like like so the CNC has become a larger and larger part of how I've been like designing and building instruments um, for a while. Um, and with that, like come, you know, all the fixtures and like kind of your workflow that you have to center around that kind of tool. Um, and it does help a lot in that, like you can have the CNC run and do other things, but like if you're doing a, like something that has obviously like cutaways or recesses on the top for all your electronics and pickups and stuff, and then something like, you know, a belly carb on the back, you have to flip it and that involves indexing and it's just like a lot of time doing setup stuff. Um, so the idea behind this one was like, if I could limit the machining to just like one-sided machining where it's just the top and eliminate the need to actually like flip it over to do contours um, and just kind of like have it be able to like put on the CNC bed, press go, come back and have the body done. Um, that's kind of like what I was going after for the main core of the body. And then the piping would serve as like, I mean, it's hard to describe verbally for podcast listeners, but mm -hmm. the, the bottom bout with the piping, it just like provides a, a, a point where it could rest on your leg. And then the upper bout would be like kind of where the horn is on one side. But I was also thinking about, um, like the Ibanez gem guitars, the ones that have the little handle thingy. Monkey grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thinking about that um, and just like, you know, design cues for like handling things. So that was kind of running through my mind as well as those, uh, the the Yamaha, what was it? Yamaha, the silent guitars. Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. I, yeah, those I are cool. Those. those things are wild. Like I remember growing up as a kid, uh, one of the people who lived in my the, our cul-de-sac one of their dads i like had gone into their house and like he had one of those and i was like what the hell is that thing like it, it always it like stuck like out of my mind the outline of an acoustic or more appropriately more like a jazz box yeah so like i, I always found that really like uh, a kind of compelling design and you know, for that model, they they have like piezo saddle pickups in that, but I was just like that that kind of design thinking kind of lends itself towards electrics. I'd feel I'd say like more so than acoustics because like I mean with electrics, it's so much in the in the pickups that like really as long as you have something that you can house them in, like you know the the rest of the body like uh, outside of the core geometry of like the bridge and stuff, like it's kind of up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So like, why not get weird with it? <laughs> yeah. Get weird. Todd, yes, I, ha Tony. I have breaking news. Before uh -oh. you share your breaking news, I want to, um, I was thinking about what we were talking about. And um, as I recall, that actually was a Roland. But what was your breaking news? <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. So the guitar that we were discussing that has the extra call it a neck brace i guess yeah. is the roland gr 700 guitar synth yeah look it up yeah it's pretty cool i don't right. uh, anyways um more details so, to yeah, come yes thank you so much for that so uh, <laughs> a, uh jared jared was oh, raising yeah. his hand he's got a question of course i wanted to know what major player you know celeb whoever would you love to uh, have play your guitars in a big old show like Madison Square Garden or some arena somewhere. Like, 
Who's who would you love? Would it be Jack White? I mean, well, let him he'll no. he'll, he'll, he'll tell us. <laughs> I was talking about Jack White earlier. Maybe not Jack. Besides Jack White, um, yeah, don't say Jack White. All right. So there's actually two. Um, there's uh, if you guys know Torres, Mackenzie Scott of Torres, she's like a total Ooh, badass. No, crazy good player. She's coming to Philly in October and seeing them. Like she's incredible. How do you spell uh, Torres? T O R R E S. She's really, really great. Like it's um, yeah. And the so either her or um, John Dwyer of OCs or the OC. Oh, yeah. They change their name all the time. But yeah, he was like, dude, he's just incredible. Got great energy for a player. Cool. Yeah, the OCs. That's uh, it's like that's like one of those bands. Like if you know, you know. Yeah, they're kind of like Kraut Rocky, like, I don't know, they're, they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, James, Mr. Mann, and Mr. Sterner, uh, you are making some really fantastic contributions to the guitar world, and we appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, no, it is really nice to see original designs that have, you know, some pay homage if you will to some some older 50s guitars and things like that but with the whole modern take i yeah. I, th- I think it's great yeah and besides the stuff that's on your site please everybody check out the instagram because there's a lot more there Do it. oh yeah no I, I, I try and update the site somewhat regularly but instagram is definitely my most um yeah heavily used social media for sure and thank you for being a teacher Oh, yeah, I, it's my pleasure. You know, I feel very blessed that I get to work with kids and, like, you know, help other people be creative. It's really, really rewarding. Indeed. Um, we're going to uh, jump on our triple tandem bicycle and go visit. <laughs> triple tandem bicycle. I don't know what a triple version of What's a triple tandem? Is that like six people? No, yeah, triple like, tandem, is, triple is, tandem is, would be six people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a, a what's that called? Bicycle. Somebody's Just figured that call out. Call it a triple seater bicycle. Yeah, a tricycle. It's, it's got to be called <laughs> a bicycle something. Bicycle built for three. It's got to be called something. Someone figured that out. Uh, we're going to go over and uh, go down this dirty, stanky alley behind uh, the bright yellow dumpster to find Jared because he's going to. Uh, take us on a little trip real quick. Apparently, I live in the back alley somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the stinky world of Would You <laughs> Indeed. Your band is recording the last song of its new album. And the producer, engineer guy turns to you and says More the last song <laughs> you threw him off he he didn't he wasn't even through the first sentence now he's gonna be all screwed up all right jared hit it again your band is recording the last song your band is recording the last song of its new album the producer engineer turns to you and says the last song is good i don't want you to change your guitar tracks but something's missing. I think if we add something different, it'll take that song to the next level. He turns and points to the studio corner where a baritone guitar and a Vox Mando guitar reside. Which do you play on the song? Okay. Now, before you get to the, the next section here, um, 
let's kind of explain what these are. Baritone and Amando. Yes. Yeah. A mandolin has eight strings, and it's tuned like, kind of like a violin. Well, it's a it's a mando. Guitar. If it's a, if it's a Vox mando guitar, it has twelve strings. Oh, so my it's apologies. Basically, like I a thought, twelve string guitar, but it's small yeah. at the twelfth fret. Oh, okay, it, okay. Is it small? Yeah, it's general. The the they were like that painter's palette. Uh, yeah. body shape. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'd have to see a picture. Why would anybody want to play that? When I'm you said Mando, right I'm thinking I've, like I've mandolin. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to spell out mandolin. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then a baritone on the flip side of that is usually tuned. No, it's a six string guitar. Oh, that's uh, a tenor, I'm thinking. Yeah, you're thinking of a tenor that's tuned like a baritone. I'm all over the place, yeah. man. I'm but sorry. no, a, a baritone guitar is generally tuned down. Oh yeah, two steps. Uh, yeah, John. Uh, it's based in C or B. It's it's tuned in B. Yeah, I forget what it is. Yeah, the famous but one is the Fender Bass Six. Bass Six. But that's technically not a a baritone. A baritone? Yeah, it's an uh, it's an ovation. More more. <laughs> <laughs> the more prevalent one, at least uh -huh. in studio work, was the Dan Electro. Mm -hmm. Dan Electro had many baritone mm -hmm. guitars. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you could tune a bass six to uh, baritone tuning, and you'd get essentially the same thing. You'd have to change the strings uh, slightly. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, the bass six was actually designed to be played like a guitar tuned an octave yeah, lower. octave lower. Uh, whereas a baritone guitar has a s shorter scale length, longer than a guitar, shorter than a bass, but it's meant to be tuned, I think, in B. Mm, that sounds pretty good. So, okay, so back to our scenario here. Uh, Jared, uh, there <laughs> so says that, there's a side note. Oh, if you need an explanation of the Vox Mail, okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> um, famously, he says uh, it can be heard on the solo of Big Star's September Girls. And I'm not personally a fan of Big Star, but. Oh, you don't I'm know a, what you're missing. Yeah. Everybody, everybody uh, I th I tells think, me that. I think more I don't like Pearl Jam either. So, mm, yeah, there you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. You just lost five listeners. Uh, I know. Um, no, Wilco. I mean, I think the more probably easier to recognize would be in uh, Wichita Lineman, Glenn Campbell. The, oh, the guitar oh solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, uh, one of the best guitar players of all time. Indeed. Yes. So, anyways, that's from Bruce Bacon. Cheers to you, Bruce Bacon, for sending that in. Uh, this is a good one. So, Every time I hear his name, I get hungry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I know why I'm hungry. Yeah, I hope he never runs across Jared. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. All right, so we're back in the studio. Back Something's studio. missing. Something's missing. John, uh, John in the other room. You know, he's he's a. Uh, I say John in the other room because he's literally John. Ah. John Fennell's in the other room right now, and and he would say, "Mixing Todd, down, your, huh? your track stinks. Yeah, grab one of these two, uh, the baritone or the mando. Yeah. So we're gonna go uh, Tony. Yes. Then we're gonna go Jared and James, and then I'll bring it home. Tony, hit it, run. I got a fever, and the only cure is more cowbell. That's not on the... you just been waiting to say that. <laughs> I've That's been waiting all. to say yeah, that. Yeah, I know. You know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Damn it. More cowbell. Do it. Um, I think... I, I mean, I... So, I am familiar with both instruments, obviously. Um, and the uh, Mando guitar is very cool uh, because it is literally like 
playing a 12 string guitar. Don't you have like a little like fake have, Rickenbacker version of that? Well, no, I have the I have a, or a real a, version of it. It's a it's a replica of of the Mando guitar. Yeah, so fake. Let's just Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, what a replica. Okay. It's a replica. It's probably better made than the It's box a replica ones. Gucci bag. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I mean they're cool and literally it is a 12 string guitar. Yes. Uh, that has been capoed on the 12th fret. That sounds That's, awful. No, it doesn't. It's very bright. <laughs> yeah. And for the right song, it sounds perfect. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. For my money, I mean, like we were talking about Wichita Line. That is man. a very specific sound. That baritone sound is just, I mean, it gets me every time I hear it. Mm. And it's, it's a really cool option i mean it depends on the style of music that you're playing and that sort of thing too but uh yeah for my money i'm going with the uh the baritone okay sounds good jared baritone next (laughs) (laughs) why no uh uh, no i i think i'm gonna go with the uh i see you doing the really i see you doing the mando you kind of like the you know the the little bits the wheelie wheelies um no, the the Wichita lineman, same. Uh, I, I share the same, uh, you know, opinion as Tony on that. Uh, mm. was, Tony's not on an island so far. That's no. Great. I, and also appears Tony, on also appears on Galveston too. No, oh, yeah, great. yeah. Uh, I'm, so I mean, Glenn rust. Campbell was one. Of, he was he was a guitar genius. He he was one of the best to play. And, and you he, know what? Honestly, he can make anything sound really good and he didn't read a lick of music no like me nah, he was just <laughs> i'm mean, just really I'm exactly good. the same yeah you are just in the same league <laughs> me and glenn uh why aren't you james, at capitol records <laughs> james uh what are you doing oh man that's tough um i think i'd go with the mando just because the, the nature of the question like i feel like i a baritone i'd feel more comfortable on but like if i'm trying to you know put some proverbial stank on this like i'm trying to think outside of what i would typically be comfortable like throw a wrench in the mix and i think like the mando would be just the most like you know obtuse thing i could try to wrap my head around and like would would produce some interesting choices and sounds that otherwise wouldn't make on something a little more familiar and comfortable. So I'd go with that. All right. That's a good choice, my friend. Uh, as for me, what I would do uh, now, uh, my fr- I mentioned uh, my friend Hex, uh, a guitar player that I met at a show. Uh, who knew? But fantastic guitar player. Great, you know, sort of rock and roll. He does some chicken picking stuff, too, in a rock and roll style. He's been using uh, baritones to do it. So, like, hearing a baritone in, like, a chicken-picking rock and roll style, like yeah. Punkabilly, sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it's totally. I can imagine that's very difficult to do, to pull it off well. Get it what I said. Chicken-picking, pull it off well. Um, but what I would do, I'm with James on this one, because I would probably, like, grab that Mando guitar hit it with a fuzz and like maybe a really hard trim just for some like, Ooh, let's see what this is going to do. That would be some to put, to use your term, some stank. Eh. I like it. That's what we're doing. We're going to, we're going to have an all Mando band. Let's do it. (laughs) That would be awful. Put some GB benders on it. I got a baritone Mando. Get weird. Yeah. 
You could play the mandocello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, that was a really good one. Thank you, Bruce Bacon, for uh, easy, Jared, for sending that in. Uh, Tony, we're going to say thank you to a few people, and then we're going to wind us up uh, on our way out. That is correct, Todd, because at this point of the show, there is a very special group of people that we love to thank. Mm-hmm. Why That's do right. we love to thank them? Because they help make this show possible. That's right. Did you know that? I did. So, we call them our executive producers. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out how to become an executive producer, go to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. See you there. Check out a couple of different levels uh, that, in which you can participate and become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with a bevy of great thank you gifts, things like T-shirts and barefoot buttons and flashlights and stickers and pics and all all the things. The good stuff. But as an executive producer, mm. you get one more thing, Todd. That's right. What is it? You get to have your name <laughs> read on the thing. That's right. That sounded nothing like Todd. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Barazin, Darren Gregory. Doug Christ. Ken Sayers. Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop, John England, Brad Partridge, John Esterly, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Gotten. How about Mark Garten? Yeah, him too. Yeah, and, and his brother, Mark. Uh, Elad Mazrahi, Mikey D, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemolero, John Halverson, and Drew Lopez. Yeah, right. Wait, 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 wait. There's more because there is a, how shall we say, a creme de la creme of uh, the executive producers. These are our grand poobas. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. They're These fine folks get a special fez to place upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. They've got a special jukebox on the penthouse floor that only plays Boys to Men. I thought it only played the Valentinos. <laughs> one of those guys were in the guitar in the Gibson garage today. It's hey, no crazy kidding. you just said that. Yeah, I saw one of them. He was testing one out of our poobas or one was of the boys. Was he wearing his fez? One of the boys. Yeah, the well. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Back, back to you, Jackson. Tony. So, no, that's crazy. Special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas: Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound. Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Murakishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Matos, Michael Van Zant and Andrew Dion. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you Thank all you. so much uh, for keeping it. our little 
boat afloat. Boat That's afloat. Right. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, we value you, each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, James, where can people find you and, you know, hopefully get a guitar from you? Oh, yeah. Well, my website, sternerguitars.com, pretty straightforward. Um, and I'm Cerner Guitars on social media, so that's at Instagram. And so, yeah, I also started a TikTok. I'm not very good at it right now, but I'm slowly getting better. So if you're into watching videos of very specific guitar building stuff cut into little 30-second chunks, you can find me at Sterner Guitars on TikTok as well. Nice. Amazing. Tanya? Yes. Go ahead. Well, if you want, you can go over to PickGuardian.com. Yes. Check out some of the fun, fun things that I do. Sometimes I've got some things posted on Instagram. I haven't done that for a little while. Mm -hmm. But I will. I promise, because I've got mm -hmm. some cool stuff to post. Um, shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. Uh, I will take very good care of you. And I might even have a tip or two for you. Yeah. If you want some really cool materials to put on your guitar, Tony's the man. Uh, Jared, how about yourself? Well, if you want to get a hold of me, ask me some questions about pickups. Just uh, go to the Guitar Nom social media sites, Instagram or Facebook. It will get filtered to me. And at some point, you're going to get your own social media. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also... Uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Guitar Knobs. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your Would You Rathers. We love when we get really fun ones in. It makes it's the spice of life. Whatever the uh, what's the Scottish phrase for that? <laughs> Anyways, uh, have a fantastic guitar week, everybody, and subscribe. Yeah. I am a swordsman. Oh, absolutely. That the fries are awesome. Let me know when I can wake up from my nap. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> cutting in and out. Goodbye, buddy. You are cutting in and out. There you are. Um, okay, I'm in the background working on stuff. Derp, He's derp, on the derp, background derp, 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 working derp, derp, derp. on stuff. Oh, man, I got a chocolate shake today. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. <laughs> That's um, not going to smell good there. No, it's not. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I'm never going to eat dinner tonight. There's someone in the kitchen with Dinah. Someone in someone the kitchen, in the kitchen I know. All right. <laughs> A blunderbussman. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> It comes with a, a good cherry with a stem, not just a canned cherry. It's a good, like a cherry. Scooly boo, scooly boo, scooly bully, bully boo. We're solving problems by the bushel. The chocolate is so good. It just comes in a flimsy cup. That's the only thing I don't like. How nice, sturdy, thick how? straw. That was weird. My bad. It didn't feel right. I know. Good no. tasting whoop cream. Yes. Uh, you're starving, Jared. That's not good. Hopefully that was relatively painless. Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com 
forward slash The Guitar Knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.